tonight I'm thinking about all the different operating systems that I use. We, we, I think we're forgetting about operating systems a bit in the age of the web and the app, the age of the phone, which itself is an operating system. Um, certainly browser-based apps are becoming the normal way to interact with a lot of data, which is really quite nice. I actually like that. I'm a big fan of Google, uh, the Google apps, the Google Drive. Um, in particular, the spreadsheet continues to impress me with its uh, myriad level of capabilities. And the fact that it's all accessible from whatever browser and that I can have multiple instances of the same spreadsheet up so I can see multiple pages at the same time really impresses me. Tonight, uh, I was impressed by an app, however, not on a, uh, a phone or a website. I was impressed by the Apple inbuilt uh, preview app. I I have my Mac, uh, my laptop is a Mac. I have an old iMac, which is no longer capable of being my main machine. I have this uh, Windows machine, which won't be able to do Windows 11. So I, I use a lot of different machines. I have, um, I recently bought an Android tablet. It's the Kindle Fire 10 HD. Um, intending to use it for, for uh, reading documents. I don't really want to read documents sitting in an office chair at my computer. I'd rather sit in a more comfortable chair, possibly a couch. I don't have a couch, but if I did, um, or I have, an, I have a, a recliner, I would love to be able to sit there and read my electronic books. I do have an iPad. I have an older iPad, um, which I still, I still like. Um, it is much heavier though. And reading for any length of time on it, it's a bit more of an endurance sport. It's battery is also not that great. So compare that to the, the Kindle fire HD 10 thing, uh, uh, which is very, very light. I do need to get a case for it. It's almost too small. Um, but I was very disappointed in the, in the PDF reader that was built into the thing. Um, I have yet to add, the regular Google store to it. So I've yet to get a proper PDF. But in the meantime, um, I had to sign a document in PDF tonight. And I also was looking at different documents and just reading them. And I mean, I'm a few generations behind in the operating system for Mac. Uh, but I've always been impressed by that simple preview app. It does exact, exactly what you want it to. Uh, in fact, previewing in general is much better on a Mac. Um, I do have a small app. I forget its name. Um, something like Quick Look, I think, is the name of it, on my PC, which serves one purpose, which is when I have a, a document or a more likely an MP3 or a WAV file highlighted in a Windows Explorer window, I can press the space bar to bring up a preview player, uh, something I got used to on the Mac as well. And I've, I've experienced a lot of different operating systems, a lot of variations of these as well. I haven't used Macs as often. I had a previous Mac laptop to this one. I have, and I've had my, my iMac as well. I've had Windows machines going all the way back to Windows 3. 
um, in various forms. I also have currently uh, an Ubuntu Linux Linux uh, instance. I haven't really dug into that. Um, I'm thinking that's. I'm thinking I'm going to do some some app programming of my own, which is ridiculous. I do not have the time to build that. But at the very least, I want to try to rebuild um, a couple of websites uh, that I need to get done. And having a, a full-on actual Linux environment to serve them on for now um, means I'm not fighting one of the problems I had before, which is I'm not able, I was not able to keep up to date. The, these machines, by the way, are cast-offs. Um, a cast-off of a cast-off of a cast-off, I think, at this point. I don't know where they originally were used. I think they were used in, in corporate settings. Then they got used by university, and then they are probably high school. And then they cast them off, and then we got them. So these are very small 2-gig RAM machines. Uh, I don't even keep up with chips anymore. I don't remember the chips. But these are like four or five generations behind. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to do what I've done before, which is I can extend the life of a machine by installing Linux on it. Um, and I miss using, I miss using a Linux command line, uh, although the Mac command line, the Mac terminal is, is a full bash terminal. Um, I turn and I term in particular is really good. Uh, and that's another capability that I miss. Um, I used to do everything from the command line for a long time. Although VI was my editor, it's not really a... It's not really a command line program as such, but it's a terminal program. And I, and I feel like I've, every once in a while, I feel like we've gone backwards in how we do interfaces and how we do these developments. Um, I, admittedly, I'm a peculiar person in the in the scope of things that I need to use and the scope of things I want to use. Um, I was one of these people who installed Sigwin early on my Windows machine so I could have a terminal. Uh, I have the Bash terminal installed on my Windows machine, but I don't find myself using it as often. Not as often as I would have expected, partially because the underlying file system naming is um, kind of ridiculous. And I think that, that inhibits some of what I want to do. Plus, it's also uh, uh, siloed off, and you don't have full access to it, so it's ridiculous. Whereas if I go in my Mac machine, I have full access to the entire entire uh, disk space, essentially. Um, but I, I feel like we we forget that these things are all good interfaces for different reasons. Um, there was a time, I think, when... To be good at computers, there was a, a sort of notion of being able to interface directly with the hardware in one way or the other. Uh, typically, it wasn't just using apps on top. It was actually being able to run code. And, and I think that I think we've moved away from that, and I'm not sure that's entirely a good thing. Um, but different levels of code are starting to appear, and there's also intelligent builders. It would be really interesting to see the, the proper revolution that happens after chat GPT goes through because it does have capabilities of running, of creating programs. I'm not so sure of the sophistication, but I, I, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see, I certainly I can open up my phone and I can go to the, the timer app and I can, I can, uh, set the timer from there, but it is just as easy to ask my phone to do it for me. And that's kind of where I see the chat GPT happening. Um, it's, it's a shortcut. It's a convenience. There's a bit more intelligence to it, but it does remind me of code packaging, 
which we've done forever. That was the whole point of uh, object and uh, object oriented programming. Encapsulation. I build a I build a a package which has a certain interface, and I don't have to build that package again. And I can get other people's packages, and they can do certain things. And as long as the APIs are clear, the interfaces are clear, then you know I don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. And it really feels like that's what chat GPT is. It's not reinventing the wheel. It's it's knowing that we've already built the wheel and we're going to build stuff on top of it. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I don't know what a chat GPT, and I, I, I don't, let's, let's get away from using that particular one because that's just one instance of what's happening. There's multiples being made and chat GPT will just be, you know, the one of the different variations probably changed to a much more elegant name at some point. Um, and then we'll be all just talking to it. Um, computer, uh, holodeck, please activate, um, but uh, what the implications of that will be, um, just as I can talk to my phone, some things I cannot describe to my phone accurately. I just got to do it myself. Uh, sometimes I, I need to go to the underlying code of a web page or I need to go to the underlying code of software or scripts that I'm running. Just because while I can do a lot of things from interfaces, Sometimes it's just hard to describe things that way. If you've ever tried to describe the directions for something versus just showing someone how to do it, that's that's largely what it is. Um, it's not that it it has anything to do with the intelligence. It's just a form factor. That's why I also believe that audio will be a a still viable medium forever because it delivers information differently. It delivers the experience differently. Um, and... No one metaphor, no one solution has entirely been correct. I will happily use a Windows machine. I will happily use a Mac. I will happily use a, a Linux machine. Um, I Did I say Linux twice? I think I, I meant to say, no, I said Windows, right? Windows, Mac, Linux. And there's none others. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, there's BSD, which is really, you know, closer to Linux than it is anything else. Um, I don't use uh, um, X Windows anymore. Um, if I'm going to be interfacing with a Linux machine, I'm pretty happy just doing it from command line, mostly remote, to be honest. Um, X Windows was a really good idea, and I remember back in the 2000s having a screaming fast uh, desktop experience to the point where it could do some of the extra features. Like, I remember having the 3D window flip. It was pointless, to or 3D desktop flip. It was pointless to have my whole screen when I wanted to switch to a new page just visually rotate in front of me, but it, it was fun. So X Windows was uh, really customizable too uh, once you were able to dig into the underlying you know specifications, which is always where you're going to find more details and more things you can do. Um, and even, you know, I use things like uh, uh, VNC, for remote network uh, access. And every once in a while, you have to dig into the actual parameters of it to make it work. So I'm I'm looking forward to these different modes of working with things, but I'm really always going to want to dig just below the surface to see how it all works. I've been wandering out loud. I am Mark the Encaffeinated One. A lot of nostalgia happening, it seems like, uh, right around now for the old ways. Um, if you are not listening to Nutty Bites, a, a 
podcast by a friend of mine. Go to nukechas.org, I believe, N-U-C-H-T-C-H-U-S.org, nimlas.org. This is the easier one. That's the N-I-M-L-S dot O-R-G. Go look for the Nutty Bites podcast. Um, I was visiting them recently, and they joined, they asked me to join in on a podcast in which we reminisced on the, on the early internet uh, and, uh, and what it was like back in the day. And I'm sure there's a lot more ground to cover, but I hear that from numerous people. Maybe I, this also might be a symptom of me being a certain age <laughs> and all of my friends and all the people I've listened to in the podcasting world are starting to age with me. Um, so, I mean, I'm doing the countdown to a half century. So I suppose that makes me old enough. I don't think that means anything anymore. <laughs> not like it did when I was, okay, that's a whole other Tangent. I'm not going to tangent at the very end here. I am Mark the Encaffeinated One, and I will chat GPT with you tomorrow.